Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, I'm speaking with Kelly Cooper. Kelly is a coach who specializes in the law of attraction. She focuses on clearing up the misconceptions about the teaching and bridging the gap between the theory and the reality of manifesting, both of which she thinks will help people more easily tap into their natural manifesting capabilities. Kelly and her husband run their online businesses while traveling the world and have called all sorts of exotic locations home, from Thailand to Fiji. Kelly blogs and podcasts on the Law of Attraction online at livelifemadetoorder.com. Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Okay. Well, um, one of my kind of big things that people will probably it'll stand out to them if they were to visit my website or kind of follow me on social media and whatnot is uh, my husband and I, for the last six years, we've been traveling the world. Uh, you know, I have my coaching business. He does coaching and other, um, you know, sources of income that are, you know, location independent. So that's really our, our big passion, you know, besides my passion for personal development and the law of attraction specifically, we, you know, just travel all over the world. We do house sitting. We've been in everywhere from Fiji to Thailand to India, Nepal, Central America, South America. And yeah, that's really kind of our main thing that we're doing. And other than that, but it's funny, as much as I love the traveling lifestyle, I'm not particularly like adventurous. Like we kind of like slow travelers, we rent places and, and we stay places for an extended period of time. So I really love that opportunity to live somewhere you know, and, and really get to soak up the culture and feel like, you know, more like a local. And other than that, you know, nothing too interesting, just kind of, I like <laughs> relaxing, you know, I'm a big relaxer. Um, getting a massages is my idea of a good time and just kind of like to enjoy life. The travel is the big thing though. Very cool. How long do you guys usually stay in one place? Usually like at least for a month. It depends. Um, every once in a while we'll have like a, a real traveling, you know, like we're kind of moving around, you know, place to place, staying in hotels. But yeah, usually at least a month. Some places we've stayed for several months. Um, a couple of years ago, we did a house sit in Bali. We were there for six months. We stayed in Fiji for four months. We've stayed in Thailand for, you know, two months at a time, three months at a time. So yeah, it's, um, it's really cool to kind of have that experience because, because I do work. And, you know, I have, and I'm more of like a, it's funny, I'm like the traveler that like doesn't like lots of aspects of traveling. So for me, <laughs> I like to travel, but like kind of like be at home. So it's like I have a house or an apartment. I do my business. I do my thing. So yeah, it's usually at least a month we like to stay somewhere and kind of get settled in, be comfortable there, somewhere I can comfortably like run my business. And uh, so yeah, we like that kind of that longer term uh, situation. And it's fortunate the nature of our business allows us to do that. So I try to take full advantage of that. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. That sounds that sounds amazing. Everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. And I think that that's really cool with you guys because you have such an interesting journey to talk about. What got you into coaching in the first place? Well, you know, it's interesting. When I think back to like when I first started like thinking I had an interest in coaching, it was probably a good more than even a decade ago, probably. I was really interested in personal development. I always had this kind of desire to help people. I always, you know, people, I was always a person people would come to for advice and, and all of this stuff. And, uh, but it was one of those things where I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. It wasn't, it was something I wanted to do, but I just didn't see myself actually doing it. Maybe I didn't think it was possible at that point in time. I thought I had to take some fancy coaching program and nothing against them. They could be very helpful, but I didn't have the money to do that. And I was like, Oh, I guess I can't do it. And I think it was just mainly a thing of like, I couldn't really see a path of like working for myself and doing all this. And at that point in time, you know, online business stuff wasn't so much a thing. It wasn't as common for people to have that sort of lifestyle and, you know, work for themselves, you know, online and, and distance, whatever. So yeah, I just, it was something that was kind of always in the back of my my mind. And then, you know, in 2011, right when we first started traveling, I remember I started a, a blog and I was really interested in the law of attraction with that teaching had such a huge impact on my life. And I, it was like that free blogger blog from like Google or whatever. You're it was right. more of a hobby. I wasn't monetizing it at that point. Still actually coaching wasn't a thing. I was doing f- freelance writing. That was like my first foray into working for myself and like supporting myself in like a sustainable way, like on my own. And, uh, I did that blog maybe for like a year or so. Then I eventually stopped. I just wasn't feeling inspired anymore. I was still doing the freelance writing and I kept feeling the urge to start the blog again, to do the coaching. But again, I guess just energetically there was something off and I wasn't feeling, you know, aligned enough to do it. And then finally in uh, 2014, I think March, I started up my blog that I have now and around September of that same year is when I started doing the coaching. So I started coaching almost three years ago. You said something that I want to hit on just a little bit, and that's that you didn't go and get a certification. I've talked to people that swear by it, and I talk to people that really just love to dig into the things that they're most interested in. And when they feel like they're an expert, it's like, you know, I don't really need to have a certification to teach someone this thing that I I know so well. So do you feel like just being this person that has immersed themselves in the law of attraction and immersed themselves in uh, personal development that you don't need to bother going out and, and getting some certificate saying that you're good enough? Yeah, you know, Exactly. You know, that's kind of how I feel. But when I say that, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a certification. I think there's lots of great things you could learn. I think you probably learn lots of great stuff about the business end of coaching. But yeah, like you said, I just felt passionate about this material. I immersed myself in it. I started seeing so many changes in my life from, from, you know, I feel like I learned a lot that maybe other people didn't learn yet. And if I share my insight, the people that resonate with it, I feel like I could help them on this journey, wherever, wherever point they're on when, when they come to me. So yeah, I felt like the most valuable thing I could offer people was my own personal experience and insight. I didn't need a coaching program for that. But I felt very clear on that. I think what, when it comes to the actions we take, especially with our business, that clarity is key. So mm-hmm. I felt clear on not getting a certification. Now, if somebody else really felt like that would be a hindrance or would really hamper their confidence or whatever, then maybe taking the certification could be 
beneficial for them because they feel more confident. Okay. I feel like I've learned what I need to learn to be a good coach, but you know, I think coaching, no matter certification, no certification, the thing that's going to make you best at it is something that can't be learned. It's something I think there are certain skills and talents you can certainly develop, but I feel like the best coaches, there's something innate about it that just comes naturally to them. And it's really at the end of the day, your experience, your ability to convey that experience and relate it to other people. So yeah, I don't think a certification is necessary to succeed, but again, you have to have that clarity about it. And the way I see it too is if you're attracting people from this energetic resonance, this energetic match, if somebody comes to you, they, let's say they read the content on your blog or they've seen you on an inner, whatever, right? They're, they're familiar with your work, your perspective. They felt that connection with you. Anyone that's truly that match for you, they're not going to care if you have a certification or not. It's like, oh my God, I love her. She's so awesome. Oh, wait, she doesn't have like a training. She doesn't like belong to like some official. Oh, forget it then. Like anyone that would not hire you because of that, they're not a match anyway. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you talk about being a coach for the last three years and getting started with a business. And, and like you said, you know, you kind of got started blogging and then writing and then things just sort of evolved for you. Can you tell us about maybe a low point when you were getting your coaching business started? Well, I wouldn't say there was one specific low point, but I feel like a lot of people that when you're working for yourself, like there's a whole new way of doing things that comes into play, a whole new sort of mindset you need to develop. So my low point wasn't like a specific like point in time. It was more like just really kind of budding, like the stuff I knew to be true energetically, creating money and success from an energetic angle. And that kind of butting heads with like what you're conventionally told about business and what it takes to succeed, what it takes to make money, how you got to get clients. And I'm not to say there's probably value in some of that information, but a lot of it's not coming from a very energetically friendly space. It's all about like competition and like manipulating people and convincing and selling them and all this stuff. And so mm -hmm. for me, my big conflicts were like, you know, feeling like I wasn't getting the results I wanted, but knowing that like I still had to do that inner work and it wasn't because I wasn't taking enough action. I wasn't doing things the right way. I was doing them wrong. But the conflict of me not being fully confident that it was just my inner work. And I'm like, am I not doing enough? Am I doing things wrong? Do I really have to do all this stuff that other people are telling me to do that actually doesn't feel very aligned? That feels badly that's coming from this place of like a, a bad feeling energy of like lack and scarcity and competition and like you got to work hard and you only deserve your money and your success if you work hard for, and all this stuff so for me my low points like came at different points and it was that kind of energetic kind of ick I had to work through and mm -hmm. you know like uh especially with coaching right you you feel passionate about it you feel like you have this unique perspective this helps to offer whether life coach business coach whatever specific kind of area you focus on and if you're not getting results you you know we were very used to living outside in you start feeling badly what if i'm not good at what i do if i was good at what i do i'd have a lot of clients people can't afford coaching am i and then am i charging too much and then you charge maybe not enough and then you're not making enough and all these things so it's like i feel like for me that was my issue was all that like like having to work through all that like kind of conventional conditioning that i knew ultimately like wasn't the path at least for me because if I, I could have pursued that path and probably got results more quickly, but I probably wouldn't have been very happy. And no matter how much money I had or how many clients or how much recognition or how great everyone thought I was, I wouldn't have been happy if I would have earned it all that way. 
So when did you feel like you were finally maybe hit a tipping point or you started to gain some momentum? You know, I feel like the probably maybe about a year in or so, I felt like I started really kind of getting clients on a regular basis. Um, but I had like multiple tipping points and my mm. most recent tipping point, I don't quite remember when it was, but it was like a huge tipping point. And I like was getting all of like my, you know, cause I have like my eight week program, like multiple sessions and I have like my single session and I was getting like these multiple session bookings, like so quickly, like so many in a row and like so many in a week when before I wasn't really getting much of anything. And there was this like dramatic increase in my income. And it was so interesting because the tipping point was completely energetically based. There was nothing external that had happened that I could point to that was like, well, yeah, I got a lot of exposure from this thing or my email list really grew or I really got a lot more followers on Twitter or I was doing this action or that action. I wasn't doing anything different in any way. In fact, at that point in time, I was actually doing less than I had ever done. But I really reached a point where I think I was so sick of living outside in. I was so sick of worrying about money and caring about money. I was so sick of like all of that stuff. And I just decided, I'm like, you know what? I know I'm good at what I do. I know that my lack of results has nothing to do with what I'm doing or not doing. It's all internal. I have a lot of internal conflicts that I need to work out that are keeping me out of alignment with this with these results that I want. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to give up all of that. And I, I started feeling good no matter what was happening in my business or anything in my life. Cause I realized that wasn't the true cause of why I was upset anyway. It was the meaning I was assigning to the lack of money or the lack of clients or whatever else my mind was judging as, as bad or having gone wrong. And I noticed that when I was able to maintain that energy and I wanted to do my business from a space of, of being of service and contributing and not just to get something, it mm-hmm. just, things turned around so quickly. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, this is crazy because I really didn't do anything differently. It was a completely an internal shift. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to do things for your business. You're going to take action. You should want to take different actions. If you are, you know, enjoying what you're doing, you're going to want to do things because it will be fun and enjoyable. And you think it'll be a benefit to you. But when you realize it's really your energy that matters, it completely transforms your relationship to action. And you realize that You can really run your business on your own terms and in a way that works for you. And you don't have to follow any advice that doesn't resonate with you because you know that if it's out of resonance, out of alignment, it's probably not going to work for you anyway. And there's just this freedom in going about running your business, knowing that if your energy is in alignment with the money, the clients, you have the clarity, it's all going to come together. But you have to work on feeling okay, whole, complete, and perfect as you are now, not waiting for the clients or the money as some sort of validation or to feel better. And when I really start, when I really embrace that wholeheartedly, not just saying I wanted to, but then feeling badly anyway, because I didn't like the results I was getting, things changed immediately. So how do you feel that you were able to make that mental shift? I mean, is it something that kind of comes over time or? Well, I think that what happens with my experience with the business and the money was you make those incremental shifts over time, Mm -hmm. but there's still things you're holding on to that are maybe still getting in the way. You tell yourself you're going to feel good no matter what. But then when something's not happening to keep you feeling good, your mind is like, well, there's no reason for you to keep feeling happy. So we're going to go back to feeling bad now and saying we can't feel better until we get more money or we have this many clients a week or these other arbitrary kind of goals your mind sets that thinks mean something when they kind of don't. And it's uh, so for me, there was gradual shifts. 
but I was still holding on to lots of things. And then this last shift, which was like so instrumental, it was like, on one hand, it was a culmination of little shifts kind of coming together. But on the other hand, it was like this huge, big shift of like letting go of a lot of stuff that I had been working on letting go in increments up until that point. Then I reached a point where I kind of let it go in like a real, a bigger way where I felt like it doesn't mean I totally get rid of all my limiting beliefs and fears and and whatever. You still have, you're always going to have stuff. But I, I like, there was this tipping point where my energy entered that space predominantly more consistently. And then it was just like, it was almost like all of this stuff was like waiting in the wings to happen, but it couldn't quite come in yet. Cause I was still having this, this different resistance and different limiting beliefs and, and ego based stuff. And then it's like that one kind of tipping point shift. It's like this stuff was like kind of waiting to come in, but it was still being blocked a little bit. And then all those blocks kind of fell down and it was able to kind of come like rushing in because it had kind of already, I think, been in the works already on an energetic level. It just hadn't materialized physically yet. And then it came. So people will find that you'll find it's kind of like a combination. A lot of times it'll be gradual shifts because a lot of times it's going to be gradual anyway, because you're being asked to believe things that you might not have experienced for in your own life. And your mind is not just going to believe things that it hasn't experienced personally. So it's like you have the willingness to think differently. You open up that energy. You might manifest things that kind of help you release the beliefs not serving you because now you have evidence. Maybe they're not valid. And then it's gradual, but then you'll have moments where you know, you'll have big shifts. So it's kind of like a combination. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I've I've actually gone through something recently where I've been making those little shifts and then I did something that for me was big. And it was almost like, yeah, those little bitty shifts kind of pushed me, pushed me, pushed me until I could get to that bigger one. Yep, exactly. And so that's really cool that you say that because, you know, I'm, I'm going around in my head thinking, you know, what on earth is going on? Why can't I, you know, get to this point? And then one little thing happens and it's like, like you said, you know, the floodgates open up and you're able to make bigger shifts, bigger shifts. So that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I think this stuff kind of piles up and it's like, no, universe is like, no, I can't quite give it to you yet. You're still not quite aligned. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, cause that's what happens. Cause that's what happens. With, and it's so, easy to happen with money because we have so much stuff with money. We're so convinced that we can't feel better unless we have money. Our lack of money, we assign these really crappy feeling stories and meanings to it. And it just, you know, it's our our journey of manifesting. It can be full of so much suffering because it's just like, we feel like I just, I don't know what to do. I must have some block. And, and really the, the major issue is just that inability to look beyond your current reality and, you know, not, an unwillingness to feel better now, even though you, you don't have the money or you don't have the clients or you don't have the, the, no, the big audience that you want or whatever it is that your mind wants. If you could feel at peace with where you are now, knowing that if you're working on your energy, your reality will follow suit. The money will come. The clients will come. It might not happen right away. You might have some stuff to work through, but realize that. Let's, let's say you're somebody that you've already started coaching, but you feel like you're struggling and you're not getting anywhere. The reason you feel badly is not because of the lack of money or because you don't have the clients. It's the story you're assigning to it. There might be a really bad feeling story. I'm not good at what I do. I'm failing. There must be something wrong with me if I can't make money. You're tying your net worth to your self-worth or whatever, or you think, um, you know, You've been working at it for so long and struggling, you can't possibly see it 
improving um, quickly and you feel like it's going to take a long time to improve all these things, right? That's what feels badly. So when we can get at the root of like the true cause of our, our frustration and sadness or, or resentment, anger, whatever with our money and our business, then you start seeing why you really feel badly. You start shifting that you get to start feeling better now, even if the money or the clients still aren't in your reality yet, because that energy is going to allow you to attract them more quickly, more easily. You're going to get the better matches more quickly. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, and it's going to happen. It might happen gradually, or you might have a, a, a big tipping point overnight. But either way, you get to start feeling better now. And from that energy, you'll actually enjoy the manifestations much more because you're not looking the, for the money to fill some void. You're not looking to get the clients for some sort of validation that you are in fact good at what you do. You're getting them because you, you feel passionate about coaching. You're provide, you're providing something of value and you're getting value in return in the form of the money they give you. So it's like you will get all those results. You'll get them more easily and you'll actually enjoy them because when we look for the business and the success from that place of validation and like proving something and all of that, it's like, yeah, you might get that stuff. You'll work hard and you'll get it and you'll earn it and it'll come to you. But then it's like, it's kind of empty. And I was very aware of not wanting to build my business that way. So even though it was really hard for me to work through all these energies and reject that a lot of the conventional business advice, I'm glad that I did it because even though it might've taken me longer because I had all those energetic conflicts to work through, um, it was worth it to me to manifest that money from a space of feeling whole and complete of, you know, getting great clients and not having to go through all the, the bumps and failures that might occur when we're taking action, when we're not really aligned with what we want at the end. What would you say with everything that you've done so far, what would you say your favorite achievement has been? I would say nothing in particular, but I would just say the achievement of my life and like building the business and setting out, having a goal, like not a goal, like a specific goal to me, but I decided, right, I wanted to have a location independent business and travel whenever I wanted. I was passionate about the personal development and the coaching. And I'm just proud of myself that I gave myself permission to want this life. Even at the point when I decided I wanted it, my life was kind of a mess and there was no way my mind could have seen how I would get from there to here. Like it would have seemed like logically it would have seemed impossible. Mm -hmm. So I'm just proud that I, I had faith in these principles. I devoted myself to this inner work and I allowed myself to create a life from a space that's more easy, more joyful from a place of flow you know, the universe, I always say, you couldn't ask for a better business partner. It's set up to work for you and not against you. All the stuff you want, you deserve it just for the fact that you exist, not how hard you work to get it, not what you're contributing or doing. It's just your being makes you worthy of it all. You're, you know, and when you work from that aligned space, all of these things that seem so hard to achieve, you realize they're really not. And the hard work doesn't really come in the form of the action. It, to me, the hard work was like, I worked hard to get here, not because I took a bunch of action that felt hard and I was, I, you know, I powered mm -hmm. through and uh, failed a bunch of times, but I kept going. No, I, I, I'm very much like, how far could I take this without doing anything? <laughs> I'm like the opposite of like ambitious. I'm like, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, I want stuff, but you know, in an easy way. So my hard work was making these inner transformations and it's challenging because you're constantly going to be bombarded with stuff that's going to contradict yes. this. Most people do things that way and you wonder, oh, am I wrong for thinking it could be easy? So everyone talks about how hard they work to get where they were. 
Do I not deserve all this because I'm not working? All, all these crazy things are going to come up. But if you're willing to work through it, like everything else gets so much easier. So for me, the hard work was in, in committing to that inner work. And, and I'm glad I did. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. And doing that allowed me to achieve things that I wanted very much and, and make me very happy. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people have grown up with that idea, you know, their parents telling them, you got to go get a job, you got to work hard. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of us that are still, you know, have parents of that generation where you work in one place your whole life, yeah. you work hard your whole life. And then maybe when you retire, you can relax and enjoy yourself. So just coming into the idea of having a business a lot of us bring into it that it does have to be not necessarily hard, but just that there's going to be work. Yeah. That it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you're going to do stuff for your business and some of it might feel frustrating or stressful at times. Like that's normal. Like when I have trouble with stuff with my website, sometimes I'm like, Ugh! like I get, I lose my patience like almost immediately. So you're going to take action. But when you realize it's your energy that creates, like I kind of, like I said before, your relationship with action totally transforms and you realize that, okay, if it's my energy that's creating and not the actions. If my actions are a manifestation of my energy, right? Because we're never doing anything for no reason. There's something driving it. There's some belief, some fear, some reason we think we need to do this thing, right? It's not coming you're from nowhere. It's not independent of your inner world. It's like you realize, okay, then if it's all about energetic alignment, then like with building my business, there's lots of advice I read about what to do to build a business. And like knowing what I know about energy, I'm like, if I don't feel aligned with it personally, I don't do it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't really care. And I'm like, I, and I'm comfortable with that. So it's like, you realize, okay, the actions I'm taking, why am I taking these actions? What am I, you know, what's driving it? If I'm doing something I don't want to do that feels badly, why do I feel like I have to do this thing that doesn't feel good? If it's all about the energy, it's like take the actions that feel good to you. Now, good feeling actions, inspired action, they might not always feel comfortable, but there's a part of you that knows it'll be a beneficial action. Like, for example, someone that's new to coaching, maybe, or they're, they haven't done a lot of inter whatever. Let's say you email them and you're like, Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. And there's a part of them that's like resistant, right? Because maybe they're mm -hmm. shy or they don't like how their voice sounds. But there's a part of them that knows, you know what? It'd be good for me to do this. So even though it doesn't feel comfortable, there's an, it feels like, I feel like it's something to do. So it's like, you want to do things like do, do the things that feel good for your business. And if something doesn't feel good, don't do it. Or maybe think for a second, is the not feeling good because I'm, it's not in alignment with what I want. It, it doesn't, it somehow it doesn't fit into like my values or it doesn't feel good. Cause I feel like it's manipulative or whatever. Or do I not want to do this thing? Because I think it would actually be beneficial, but I'm kind of scared or uncomfortable. And then like you make that discernment and then you'll get a better sense of like, you know, the actions that might be beneficial, but you're just uncomfortable, maybe power through anyway. And the actions that, you know, are truly out of alignment with you. Like for me, for example, I, you know, I'm not big on, you know, when they talk about how to write mark, like I'm all, yeah, you're writing copy for your business. You want to sell the benefits of your products and services and make it sound like desirable. Like that's understandable, but I have no interest in engaging in the marketing copy where they're giving you tips and tricks to like emotionally and like psychologically manipulate people and try to somehow mm -hmm. you make them feel bad about their life. And then your products, the answer to their prayer, all these different things. So it's like, for me, 
that I don't do that, not because I feel uncomfortable with it, but I think it would be a good idea. I feel that it's not in alignment with how I want to run my business. So it's like, you'll see that, you know, you'll so start thinking more about, you know, the actions you're taking, if they're not feeling good, like, why doesn't it feel good? Like, are you doing things that you don't want to do that you feel are like dishonest or unethical or just like whatever it just doesn't feel good you don't enjoy it personally and you're like I really don't like doing this but so and so said I should do it so I guess I should like it's you know when you realize it's the energy that creates you realize that you get you only have to take the actions that you feel aligned with and you'll get the results Mm -hmm. when you're doing things you maybe don't feel aligned with no matter how much on the surface they might seem like a good idea for your business you probably really won't get the results you're looking for yes yeah absolutely you know you talked about um revisiting a a strategy or something that doesn't really feel good now might feel better later looking at that what are you what are you creating in your business what's the future look like for you you know what that's a good question. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> you know, I really, I've never been one to have like these big specific plans and goals. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have them, but energetically for me, when I set a lot, when I set specific goals and like, it doesn't feel good to me, some people love it and it works for them. So I don't really know. Like I see myself, I would love, you know, I wouldn't, you know, turn down being like a, a world renowned, like a Marianne Williamson or something. Like, who knows? Like, mm-hmm. I'm open to like being more known and, and having a larger presence. I think for a while I was resistant to that and that probably impacted my growth. But like, honestly, I really don't know. Like right now I have my coaching. Um, I love doing that. I have like, you know, um, I'm getting, you know, more clients for that. Like the private coaching I love doing. Um, I have my products I sell on my website, so I have some nice passive income set up. I honestly, I really don't know. Like right now, I don't see any major departure from what I'm doing now. But then I also don't know who knows what opportunities will come up or what inspirations will strike at some point in the future. So right now, I'm just like doing what I'm doing now. That feels good. And I feel like if any change in direction or any new thing it'll come when it comes and then I'll see how I feel and then see what direction I end up going. I'm very like open to like just letting what, see what life unfolds and what has in store. But yeah, I don't have any kind of specific vision for anything at the moment, at least. You mentioned working with your clients and then having some passive income. How are you generating revenue in your business? Um, Well, I have my coaching. So I do with my coaching right now, at least I have single sessions available. People can just book a one-off session with me if they want. Then I also have an eight-week program where we work together for, um, you know, eight sessions, hour sessions, uh, week after week, unlimited email support in between. And, um, you know, I give them kind of stuff to do during between our calls to kind of help them like build on stuff we talked about. It's all very like personalized. And then Mm -hmm. I, what I did was my passive income right now is, uh, well, I wrote a few like short eBooks on Amazon. So I have them up there. That's not really a major source of income for me. I kind of didn't really do anything with it. Once I published them, I just kind of put them up there and I'm like, okay, do whatever happens with them. And, but I have (laughs) had people come to me. You'll, I bet talking to me, you're probably like, wow, she has a lot of different ideas and a lot of the other people I talk to. I'm always like, yeah, whatever, who cares? But, uh, so, but the Amazon, you know, I do have a lot of people contact me saying they found me through Amazon. So I felt like it was a good kind of way to get myself out on like a larger platform. I wrote like mm-hmm. four books. And then after a while, I didn't feel inspired to write anymore. So I didn't. Maybe I'll write more, but they're like short ebooks. They're maybe between like six and 10,000 words. They're not like full on like books. And, uh, so I have that, but my main source of passive income is 
the last year or so, I've done a lot of like uh, webinar, like teleclass kind of calls. I've done a few like one-off individual calls, but I've done several call series of revolved around a specific topic. So obviously at the moment I do them live, people sign up, there's Q&A sessions at the end and all of that. And then when I'm done with the series or I'm, I'm done with the call a little bit after, I put it up for sale on my website. Okay. So I have right now probably maybe six or seven um like already recorded call series or individual calls. And so people can buy the whole package of calls and they come, you know, you get the calls. Um, most of them have like assignments that come with the calls. I think everyone except like one of the packages has that, like the package of calls. So yeah, I have one on relationships, on business. And then I have a few more that are, um, have a general theme, but they're a little more like, you know, not as specific as, as those sorts of topics. Like one, I'm all about resistance and, and all of that stuff. So yeah, um, that's a good source of passive income for me because the, they're already, you know, I, at one point I recorded them live and then I did them with live people, mm -hmm. but then now people can buy them if they're interested in more in-depth content than like they might find on like a blog or a podcast or something or that specific content, like relationship specifically, business specifically, you know, they can buy these, these, um, calls, these classes and, you know, listen to them and, and do the homework that comes with them. And yeah, I think they're, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with, with that stream. It, it works out good for me. So speaking of how people find you and bringing people into your business, what would you say is your favorite strategy for bringing new clients into your coaching business? You know what? I don't really have any particular marketing strategies or like, I don't use any paid marketing. Like I said, my relationship with social media is kind of like lukewarm at best. <laughs> um, I would say probably my main thing is like, you know, I create so much content. A lot of people are telling me like they find me through Google and stuff. I feel like maybe I'm ranking for like lots of different like keywords or search terms or whatever. So I feel like my blog is my website. That's like my main thing of bringing in people because you go there. I write really in-depth content. I have the podcast. So people, they kind of get it. I feel like verb, you know, audio content to you can kind of get a better sense of someone's like personality and like what their voice sounds like. And could I stand talking to this person for 60 minutes at a time or whatever? <laughs> right. And so for me, I feel like my blog has kind of brought in everything. Like that's my main, you know, I put out the content. I have my email list. So I'm sure I get people that some clients I get, like they found me that day and they just sign up and they're like, oh, I feel this connection. Some other clients, they might've been, you know, reading my content for two years and been on my email list and they finally feel drawn to coaching for whatever reason. So yeah, I feel like my blog is like my main kind of form of, I, I, I guess it's technically marketing because it's, I'm creating some kind of content, but it's like, that's really besides that and like the couple of things I do for social media, that's really it. And I feel like the podcasts are probably good too. Like people, I know people said they've come to me through listening to me through different podcasts. Now different clients, they don't always tell me how they found me. So if I don't know always like the exact thing that brought someone to me always, but um, I don't really ask. But uh I think the podcasts are good too because, you know, you get to have these conversations. It gets you, again, I think audio content's a great feel for getting a sense of someone's energy and like their personality. And like, you can kind of get a sense of like, if you feel like you would connect with the person. So I guess the podcasts are a form of marketing too, but I never really thought about it that way. But I would say I've done a decent amount. And I've definitely in the last couple of months, I booked a lot more than I usually have and not any sort of expended effort on my part, just more people are finding me, however. And, um, yeah. So, but yeah, as far as like, I don't have like some sort of marketing strategy where I do this or I do that. I would say the main thing is probably just the blog I've had. I've had so much content on there. I feel like 
people reading my content, listening to my podcast, they get a very good sense of like my opinions, my perspectives, my belief system. And I think it gives them a pretty good sense of like, if they think I would be someone they would want to work with. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I hear so many different types of strategies. And I just love the idea of just being yourself, putting your content out there. And then the people that really resonate with it, they're going to find it and and come back to you. I always say that I'm like, be authentic and your people will come. And that authenticity is so, so important because, you know, like with personal development, you might feel like, you know, if I'm a life coach or this coach, I have to act like I have it all together and I have to act like I'm perfect and like I don't have any problems anymore. I share all sorts of stuff on my blog. I'm a human being just like anybody else. Just because I, I understand the concept of energy creating reality and I have this maybe deeper self-awareness than other people might have had, might have had at their point wherever they are. It doesn't mean I don't have my stuff or that I don't have limiting beliefs or I don't manifest things and I don't like. So I'm very happy to share all of that. I'm a human. I'm fellow human being. I don't want to try to present any sort of, you know, persona type of person that I'm not because, you know, the authenticity is what lends itself to really, like you said, attracting the people that resonate with you because the more authentic you are, the more people are like, yes, this is who she is. This is who this person is as a person. And you're going to just attract those better matches more quickly. With coaching, I feel like it's easy to kind of worry that you can't totally be yourself because it might not seem professional or, well, if if people are paying me for their advice on, you know, how to improve their lives and do this and do that, like, I can't, I have to make it seem like I've got it all figured out and I can't let them know of of my weaknesses and my vulnerabilities because then they might not want to work with me. But to me, it's the exact opposite. They might feel more drawn to you. And now Mm -hmm. are there people that are looking for someone that seems perfect and they're that hoping they'll give them the tips to emulate this perfection and and be all they can be without any of the, the unwanted stuff in between? Yeah, there might be people out there that are looking for that. But if there's someone out there that's like that, they're not a match for you anyway. And it's like, don't worry about it. Because I find for me, you know, my willingness to kind of be open with my own struggles and, and, you know, kind of talk, you know, keeping it real. People always kind of describe me that way. You know, that, you know, people mm-hmm. that really speaks to them. And, you know, the thing too to remember is, you know, and you might worry being authentic, you know, you won't appeal to many people or whatever this thing is, but it's like, you can't be everything to everybody. So no matter what you're like, there's going to be people that resonate with you and people that don't. And it doesn't say anything about you as a person that you're not likable or relatable or whatever it is. It's just like that, that resonance, it's something that, you know, it's, you can't put into words what makes people feel connected with one person over another. So it's like, yeah, no matter what you're putting out there, authentic or not, not everyone's going to connect with you. So you might as well take the road of being yourself and you'll connect with the people that really connect with you and you'll get the clients that really resonate with you. You're going to get the clients that are the best matches. And again, not everybody might like your content or connect with it or it's not their cup of tea and that's fine, but you'll never go wrong being yourself. And another thing too with coaching, you know, coaching is, uh, you're exchanging time and, you know, I imagine unless you're really energetic, like, you know, you're going to only want to work with a limited amount of people anyway. So for me with the coaching for a while, I thought like, oh, I need to reach this huge audience and all of this. Then I realized, no, that's really not true because it's not like I'm going to work with 50 people a month, you know, coach 50 hours a week, you know? So 
it's, that's another thing too to think about, especially with coaching. It's like, you don't need to reach this massive audience to, to get clients. Like you only need to connect with a very small number of people that really resonate with you and you're, you're set, you know? So, and also to the authenticity, if you feel this pressure to be perfect, that's not going to feel very good if you feel like in your writing and in your work, like you have to hold back or you can't be yourself and you have to present some sort of image that has been deemed that that's what a coach is or that's how you act or this is what you have to be like to be successful. It's like, it's just, it just, it doesn't feel good. And it's like, just be yourself and connect with who resonates. Some people won't and that's okay. They'll find someone else that's better for them. And yeah, you can't go wrong. There's a freedom in that authenticity. And also too, I find the authenticity, it's easier to create content. So I'm not sitting there like crafting something all carefully, like got to make it sound this way or I can't, like I, I use profanity in my content. I don't do that because I want to mm-hmm. purposely create some edgy image. And it's like, I make it a point to like, I got to curse at least three times in this blog post to be edgy. It's just that to me, they're just words. So I'm not purposely speaking that way, but I just don't censor myself if that's the word I feel like I want to use. Now, when I'm doing interviews and stuff, unless someone tells me directly, mm-hmm. say whatever you want, I assume they probably don't want me speaking that way. So I don't use that language and it's not it's not hard for me. I'm not like sitting here like biting my tongue wanting to say all these curse words while I'm talking to you. I can easily do something without speaking that way. But when I'm doing my own content, I just, I don't censor myself and it's fine. And some people, they might find that refreshing. Other people might be like offended. Like it's just like, again, you can't be everything to everybody. Not everyone's going to like your stuff or connect with it for whatever reason. It has nothing to do with that. You're good or bad at what you do. And yeah, it's just that authenticity is like, the authenticity is important too, I think just in life in general, because you can't get what you really want if you can't be who you are. Like there's just all these kind of energetic ick that gets created around trying to be someone you're not, hiding who you are, running your business in a way that doesn't really resonate with you, but you think you have to do it or you have to be a certain way or present a certain image to be professional or whatever. It's just like, it just creates a lot of unnecessary kind of conflict and and makes things harder. Well, I mean, it goes back to some of the things that you were saying earlier about when you're trying to build a business and if maybe you feel like you're running into these blocks or you're you're just not in the right mindset or things just aren't going right. Well, if you're trying to present yourself maybe as something you're not really comfortable with, to me, that just seems like a perfect example of how you can be getting in your own way. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, you know, especially too, especially with something like coaching and person, any kind of coaching, but especially like personal development and all these things where you're like, you're really talking about like deeper things. And if you feel like you can't fully express yourself in the way you want to, or you feel like you can't share your own things. And yeah, it's just like, it's, you're not going to enjoy doing it. Like creating stuff is not going to feel fun because you're, you're going to be coming at it with this angle of like, it has to be a certain way and tempering things and monitoring and censoring. And it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So for me, from the outset, I wrote how I wanted to write. I wrote what I, I write, what I want to write about. I say the things I want to say. And in that authentic energy, I feel like I draw a lot of people to me that connect with me. And then the people that don't, they don't. And that's fine. They're, they won't be forced to consume my content. They can just click away and, and not read it anymore. And it's, yeah, it's just like, it's being comfortable with like who you are. And that's the thing I kind of talked about before was you can run your business however you want to. You really can. But the key to doing that is you have to have, you have to have that clarity around 
why you're doing what you're doing and why you want to do it that way. As long as you have that clarity, there's not going to be that energetic conflict and you'll find things will come to you in the way you want them to come to you and you could do things on your own terms. But yeah, you have to be clear about it. And one of the things maybe that we have to have clarity on is... Yeah, I can be however I want to be. Just because I'm a coach or this sort of business or that sort of business, I have to be this way. It's like, no, you don't. So yeah, like I think the core of success is like doing things your way and being yourself and accepting that that's not going to connect with everyone, but you don't have to connect with everybody. You just have to connect with the people that can, you know, resonate with your content and will find it helpful and your service is helpful. And it doesn't have to be this huge audience. It, you know, like I said, especially with coaching, like how many clients do you possibly want to work with a month after month? You know, like you'll, you'll burn out. So like you only need to like to get a steady coaching business, like just on a regular basis, you just need to be connecting like strongly with kind of a smaller group of people than you probably think. Right. And I mean, it, it's a two way street. It's like, I, I would like to work with someone that I'm happy to talk to, exactly. not, not with someone I'm dreading. Exactly. To talk to. And it's important too. like, you want to get that clarity about the type of clients you want. And I'm not talking about like the surface demographics, like lifestyle, habits, hobbies, income. Yeah, that stuff might have its place and targeting might be of benefit to your, your marketing strategies or whatever. But think more about what type of people do you want to work with? How do you want these interactions to feel like? For me, for example, one of my big issues is my big things with attracting clients is I need the people that are ready to take 100% responsibility for their life. If they're not, they're going to find 99% of what I say, they're going to be extremely resistant to it. They're not going to find it helpful. They're probably going to fight for all their stuff and, and huff and puff think I'm, you know, you know, taking great insult to, to a lot of the things I'm, I'm going to be telling them. So it's like, yeah, you have to have that clarity of like, you know, because with my coaching, I'm about that, that focusing on that inner transformation. I'm not the coach to come to to set goals and take action. I'll be like, sorry, dude, I can't help you with that. <laughs> but I could help you with the inner transformation and that all getting clear on all that stuff, all the action and strategies and decisions, that'll all make itself known and it'll be all like all nice aligned, easy stuff. And you could take these actions from again, a totally different space. So it's like, you know, when you think about your coaching, and this is something you might fine tune over time, especially like if you're newer to it or you haven't started yet, like, you know, think about what is it you really want to teach people. And if you don't know exactly right yet, it's fine. You might just go more general life coaching or whatever. But like right from the outset, I focused on the LOA because that was what I was most passionate about. That was the teaching that impacted me the most. And I felt like I had the most personal experience with. So I right away, I knew I wanted to focus on that. So yeah, it's like, you know, think about the clients, like that deeper stuff, like what kind of people do you want? Like the, the way I'm teaching people, the type of stuff I want to focus on, what type of people will respond best to that? And as you get that clarity about these ideal clients, you're, my, you're more likely to start attracting them more quickly. And don't be afraid to turn down people that you don't think is a match. And that's easier said than done, especially if you feel like you're struggling financially or you're really desperate for clients and you want to grab onto anyone that comes along. I, I can't stress enough. It, it might be hard, especially if you feel like you, you need money. But if someone doesn't feel like a fit, don't be afraid to walk away because then that energy is powerful. You're sending out the message of, I know I'll get the clients that are the best match for me. And walking away from the non-matches, you'll connect with the matches much more quickly. You'll be able to let them in more quickly because you're not wasting all your time and energy you know, working with people that aren't a fit from this fear-based space of what if someone else doesn't come along. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing what you know now about getting a coaching business up and going, what would you say would be 
like maybe a first step or maybe something that you wish you had done right off the bat? I don't know if there's anything I wish I would have done right off the bat. I like, I don't, but I think what I would say to people is, I guess maybe what I would have done differently as, as much as I knew about this mindset energy element to creating, I still got in the beginning very caught up in the actions, the advice of other people. And of course there's, there's a place for all of that. People that have, are doing what you want to do. A lot of them probably have something very valuable to share with you. But I think that I should have devoted more time to my energy right from the outset. Because if it's your energy that creates, and that's going to determine the actions you take, the results you get from those actions, how easily things come together for you and all of that stuff. It's like, okay, that's more important than any practical strategy, how to write headlines that pop, how to use Twitter. And of course, all of that stuff has its place. I'm not saying not to do it, but when you realize it's the inner world, that's really the core of the level of cause and all the physical stuff, including the stuff you do is actually on the level of effect. The inner work, you know, aligning with that success, you know, working through your money stuff, your con- all of that, that is the most important thing you can devote your time to. And it doesn't mean you have to get that all sorted out 100% before you start. I wouldn't recommend doing that because then you'll probably never start because you'll never fully get rid of all your stuff. There's always something that's going to pop up that you feel is going to be an issue to be dealt with. But you know, right from the outset, like if anything I'm saying is resonating with you, even a little bit, even if a part of you is like, I don't know what this woman's talking about. Like she's crazy, but like, this is not how you do things. You got to work hard and do this and you need Twitter and Instagram. It's like the universe doesn't care how many Instagram followers you have. If you're aligned with clients, it will deliver them to you. It doesn't care. It's like, well, I have all these great clients for her, but you know, I want her to increase her (laughs) Twitter following by at least 20% before I, I bring them to her or grow her email list by 500 people. It's like, you know, when you really start seeing it's the energy, a lot of the things we think matter actually don't matter, but it doesn't mean you won't integrate them into your practice. Like you you're like, I do, like I said, I kind of hate social media, but I do use it because I do see value in it. And I use it to the degree that I feel comfortable using it. I don't use it more than I, I want to use it to the point where I'm like, ugh. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll share a couple of cool, like there's people I follow on Twitter. They have really great stuff. I'm happy to share it with my audience. I enjoy doing that. So I use it to the extent that I, I find it enjoyable and, and beneficial. But anything beyond that, I'm like, no, I'm not interested. But yeah, so you're going to still do stuff. I'm not sitting here telling you, you know, don't do anything. You're going to take action. We believe action is more important than it really is. That might not be a belief we totally shake. So we work within that framework. Taking action can be energetically beneficial because you think you're doing something to contribute to your goals and that expectation you get what you want. But just do your best to take the actions from a space of they feel good. They feel light, right, easy, inspired. You want to do them. Not from a space of you're trying to, you have to do it because that's what so-and-so said. And that's the only way to grow your following or grow your email list. And, and it just, it doesn't feel good. It feels forced. You feel like you're trying to control or manipulate outcomes. Again, people get results like that all the time. We're very used to people operating that way and being told that's how you succeed. So you'll see plenty of evidence of that way of operating. But I guess what I'm saying is when you start working consciously with your energy, you can get those same results in a more pleasant way and with less effort. And the actions you do take, even if you're, even if you're in points when you're doing a whole lot, you're enjoying it. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel hard. It feels inspired. You get inspired and you spend a whole eight days working on a new product you want to put out on your website. Yeah, eight hours of straight work. That might seem long, but you're in the flow. You're in the zone. It feels good. So it's like, 
you know, you'll still take action with your business, but like, you know, the energetic stuff that you do, it, it transforms your relationship to action. It helps you more clearly see the role of action. Really, you know, make it about the energy, make that your main commitment. And then as you work on that energy, see what you feel inspired to do. And then do those things that kind of feel like right and light and easy and fun to you. And you'll find that you'll enjoy building your business a lot more. Um, when you work through all the weird energies that are manifesting and your mind is thinking it's because something on the outside isn't happening and that's why you feel badly, you'll realize, oh, that's not true. So even if you're not getting results right away, because you've been doing this inner work, you're still okay and you're still doing and you're doing your business. It's fun. You feel passionate about it and you know that the outer success will come in some form. And you know, you're not always looking for like proof what you're doing is working or waiting to see the fruits of your labor materialize. You're just doing stuff that feels good and feels fun. And you know that all that other stuff will unfold in perfect time. You know, this has been so good. I've learned so much from you over this last 50 minutes or so. And I want to finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. Yes. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? I would say meditation. Um, you know, no matter what your religious bent or affiliation, meditation is something about gaining control, not control, but like getting more aware of the inner contents of your world, kind of gaining a better kind of reining in all your crazy thoughts and, and helping you connect with your true nature, your intuition, your inner guidance, source, universe, God, infinite mind, whatever your preferred term, insert it here. And because if everything's happening from the inside out, I can't see, I don't know of any better tool to help make that inside more conducive to the outer results you want to see. So what is one quality you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Um, I would say, maybe not so much a quality, but this is the first thing that's coming to my mind, so I feel like it's relevant somehow. Um, you want to release responsibility for your clients. And I know that sounds weird because you think, well, no, they're paying me to help them. I'm responsible for them. It's like, yeah, they're paying you and you've engaged in this relationship and yeah, you're, 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 you're on this journey with them. But I think a lot of th that can hold people back, especially like from getting new clients is if you have this worry about what if you're not good enough, what you do, what if they come to me and I'm not able to help them and, and you create all these worries that can actually block clients from coming to you or attracting clients who are going to mirror back this fear to you by being unhappy with your services or thinking, oh, you didn't help me or whatever to kind of mirror that, those fears back to you. Because at the end of the day, and that's why I, too, I'm so clear, uh, so, um, passionate, not passionate, but like I'm so adamant for telling people to get that clarity about the type of clients you want. So you're attracting those really good matches. Cause when you're aligned and you're attracting clients from that space, not because you sold them on something with slick sales copy, not because you convinced them to sign up for, with you and kind of work through their money objections or whatever and you got them to agree, but that true resonance, then you're gonna, they're gonna be helped by working with you. But you have to release the responsibility because you can't manifest in other people's realities. You can't make them do the work that's going to benefit them. You can't get in their head and rearrange their belief system. So I look at it as like they they connected with me. They felt a resonance with me for this point of their journey. They think I'm the, a good resource to help them with wherever they are at now. And I know that I'm attracting those matches to me. I know that they'll benefit from working with me, but I can't be responsible for their journey or their results because I can't control any of that. 
Makes sense. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. I would say um, if you're looking, I think this um, both kind of kills two birds with one stone because it focuses on money specifically in a way, but it's also the ideas apply to anything. The Law of Divine Compensation by Marianne Williamson. Now, give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. I don't know if I really have anything like that. There's really no like stuff that I use specifically for my business. But what I would say just generally, if you're going to do coaching, I would recommend getting some kind of scheduling software and like, you know, deciding like anything, different things work for different people. But I think too, if you're really, you know, you don't want to, if you want to avoid the energetic conflict of feeling like you you're building this business for freedom, but then your freedom is going to be taken away by like having to like schedule things around other people's time and, and all of this stuff or whatever, as good scheduling software, you can set some nice boundaries there with like, these are my hours I coach these days of the week. And people can just go to your website, pick the available hours no back and forth with picking times or any of that stuff. And the way I see it is if there's someone that really wants to work with you and that time does, they're going to make those times work for them. Or if they literally cannot fit those hours because of a time zone or a schedule and they literally cannot make any of your available hours, anyone that wants to work with you that badly, they're going to contact you and ask if, if something else can be arranged. So I guess I would say like generally, I feel like that's really good for like, you know, clarity about your hours and setting your schedule and, and making, you know, being in control of your time, you know, set some like set hours. And again, that if you're more open and more flexible, that's fine. But I feel like for me, one of my big blocks was like, I wanted all this freedom with my own business. But then I'm like, oh, if I have all these clients and this and like all oh, there was my freedom. And one of the things that helped me kind of get over that was setting set hours and then sticking to that and being like, okay, and here's my schedule online. People can book and I get notification and then like it's it's easy and I have my hours and I know when I'm free and I know when I'll have coaching hours and I felt like freer doing that. Awesome. Now, how can the listeners best connect with you? I know you don't do social that much, but but where do you hang out online? What's your website? Yeah, I will be on there. But you know, like I said, it's not it's not my main jam, the social media. But uh, I do have a Facebook page and Twitter and on my blog, you'll you'll see it. Uh, the, if you want to connect with me that way, I am active on them. I'm just they're not like my main platform. But yes, yeah, so the best thing would be uh, live life made to order.com. That's my website there. You'll find information about my coaching, my products, all my posts, my podcasts. I I publish on there uh, as well. And um, yeah, that's um, where where to best connect with me and, and kind of get to know me and all my work. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to get that link on the show notes page. Awesome. This has been such a great conversation, Kelly. I want to thank you so much for joining oh, me today. You. And also, too, I wanted to throw in one thing I forgot to say. Um, I put together a special offer for your listeners. Um, obviously, if you're kind of resonating with this whole building your business, getting your energy game right kind of thing, um, you kind of like what I had to say here. If you'd like, if you head on over to my site and go to my product page, I have an LOA and your business um product specifically that talks about obviously this whole energy angle specifically applying it to business. So I think you'll find that helpful if that's an area you're interested in exploring. And oh, cool. just for you guys um, with the product code unstoppable coach, you can get 25% off. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. 
And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.